Uh, I have to tell you about an incident that happened last Sunday, our Love Does Day. Uh, I was passing out May baskets door-to-door here in town. Uh, I rang the doorbell at this particular place, and a lady came to the door. Her husband was right behind her. She opened the door, and I said, hey, it's May 1st. I'm delivering a May basket to you from Community Christian Church. We're just trying to spread a little love to the community. And this gal just lit up like a light bulb. She was so happy to receive this gift of love from us. Her husband, though, had something to say. Uh, He said, it's been 20 years since I've had a May basket delivered to me at my door. The last time that a May basket was given to me, it was from a little girl down the street, and she was a whole lot prettier than you are. There wasn't anything I could say to that. Uh, I, I knew that was true. Thank you for being involved last Sunday with our Love Does Day. So many of you participated in that. We're appreciative to each of you for doing that. Uh, I think as, as feedback came back to me, I, I was hearing that we had painted two houses last Sunday. Three houses, Tim said. Three houses Uh, We probably delivered a couple of hundred May baskets door to door. We did uh, a lot of yard work. We mowed and we trimmed trees and bushes and hauled off uh, those to the dump. And we we, uh, put a roof on a shed and we built a porch. Uh, It was a great day in which we could share the love of Jesus with the community. So thank you for being a part of that. And I hope that the next time we do that, we're going to do one of those days again in the fall. I hope that you will plan to be a part of that. I know we took cookie or uh, brownies and cookies to uh, the fire department and the, the sheriff's office and the police office. So uh, lots of love shared last Sunday. I, I too want to wish our moms a happy Mother's Day. I'm very thankful that in the second service today, my mom will be with me and uh, for the day as well, and uh, have a couple of my girls that are going to be with, uh, with their mom for the day, so it's, it's going to be a very good day. I want to speak particularly to the moms today from the book of Acts. There are three women in Acts that I think you would do well to emulate, and I'm betting that you have never heard a Mother's Day sermon on any of these three women that I'm going to talk to you about. And the reason for that is because as they are spoken of in the text, it's not necessarily their motherhood that is highlighted, but they are exhibiting some qualities that I think every mother should pursue in her life. The first woman that I want us to look at is Lydia. And she is found in chapter 16 of Acts, beginning with verse 13, reading through verse 15. If you have your Bibles, follow with me today. Uh, Otherwise, you can look there on the screen and follow along with me. Chapter 16, beginning with verse 13. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to a riverside where we were supposing that there would be a place of prayer. And we sat down and began speaking to the women who had assembled. A woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, 
a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God was listening, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. This text does mention Lydia having a household. And so I'm figuring probably Lydia has some kids. But if I was going to try and summarize this text to you, I would do it in this way. Simply saying, Lydia had a heart for God. And there are several things in the text that give support to this. It says that she was a worshiper of God. In other words, she was reverent towards God. That's what the word means in the original language. She was devout. She was God-fearing. She believed in God, but you see from the text that she hasn't actually made a decision of commitment towards him yet. But she is about to do that. She has gathered at the riverside, which apparently was a a place that was common for for these women to gather. Uh, It was a meeting place for them on the Sabbath. And there's other women there. They're all there for the same reason. They were seeking God. The text says that Lydia was listening as Paul spoke the truth of God's word. She had her ears open to the word of God and her heart was open too. In fact, the scripture says the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. If if we have our ears open, to God's word, then it gives God the opportunity to work in our heart. Just recently, with a a group of guys that I meet with on a regular basis, we, we studied a lesson on the subject of this book right here. And as we worked our way through that lesson, this is what we found. That this book is the truth of God. That it is a sword that is able to penetrate to our innermost being. That it is a hammer that is able to crush the hardest of hearts. We learn that this book is one that gives to us wisdom and understanding. This book is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. This book is not from men, rather it is from God through the Holy Spirit. This book, Jesus said, would last Forever, It will outlast even the heavens and the earth, Jesus said. He said, there is not one word from this book. There's not even one stroke of the pen from this book that will pass away. It will all be fulfilled. And how about this? I learned that this book is like the dawn of the morning and that it enlightens us. As we get into the the message of this book, it will enlighten our mind. Here over the last month, I've spent a couple of mornings out in the woods 
turkey hunting. Before the sun was up, I was sitting in my spot ready. And, and as the sun begins to come up, you've, you've been in that position before, out before the sun is up. And you know how as the sun rises, things that have been dark, things that have been obscure, they began to lighten. They began to become more clear to your vision. And the Bible says that's how the Word of God is, that it enlightens us. It makes that which has been dark and obscure, it, it brings it more clearly to our, our mind and to our eyes. The Word of God enlightens us. If we think on this book and we have it as our delight, it will help us to be firm and prosperous and yielding fruit in times of drought and hardship. This book leads us to salvation. This book sets us free, Jesus said. It helps us to grow in our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, says Romans ten seventeen. This book gives to us hope and joy and peace. Moms, if you will pursue God as Lydia was doing and you have your ears and your heart open to the word of God he can do a wonderful work in your life this book will not return void Isaiah 55 says this that as the for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it in other words moms if you give your attention to this book, it will change your life. It will do in your heart what God wants it to do. What an impact you could have on your kids. If you can have this kind of heart for him and for his word, you could impact your kids for the here and now and for all eternity. Lydia had a heart for God. And before long, what is her household doing? Her entire household is saying yes to Jesus. And we see that they are baptized into Jesus. Mom has a heart for for Jesus. Mom has a heart for the Lord. And so her Family is influenced by that. We need some moms. We need some dads who will have a heart for God. Let me give to you a second woman from the book of Acts found in chapter 18. Her name is Priscilla. Chapter 18 of Acts, beginning with verse 24, Reading through verse 26. Now, a Jew named Apollos, an Alexandrian by birth, an eloquent man, came to Ephesus, and he was mighty in the Scriptures. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus, being acquainted only with the baptism of John. 
And he began to speak out boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. You keep on reading there in verse 28. You'll see that Apollos powerfully refuted the Jews in public, demonstrated by the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. This fellow, whose name was Apollos, was a very strong teacher of God's word. And yet when Priscilla and her husband Aquila, they heard him speak, they realized that he was a little off track with his teaching on baptism. And so they pulled him aside and it says they taught him the way of God more accurately. Now that says something for, first of all, Apollos. That he was able to receive such teaching and learn from it. But it also says something to me about Priscilla and Aquila that they had the boldness to approach him and they must have done it in such a way that he was, that, that was so loving and so respectful and gentle. You see, their approach to Apollos helped him to receive their message to him. And I think it's interesting, too, that Priscilla's name is listed before Aquila's name. Oftentimes in Scripture, the order in which names are listed has some significance indicating that this person was a strong leader. Now, I'm not sure if that's the case in this particular passage, but one thing we know for sure about Priscilla, she was teaching others the Word of God accurately. Moms, Could I ask you to receive this challenge from me this morning as though I am a vessel of God and I am delivering his message to you? Would you you receive the word in that way? That this is not Kevin speaking. This is God speaking through Kevin. This is simply Kevin being a transparent vessel. He is speaking to me the word of God. And this is what I would like to say to you that I think is God's message to you. One of your greatest responsibilities as a mom is to teach your children the Word of God accurately. Let that sink in for just a moment. One of your greatest responsibilities as a mom is to teach your children the Word of God accurately. I am so thankful that my mom taught me the Word of God from the cradle and beyond. She did not rely just on the preacher and the youth minister to teach me God's Word. Although, I will say, she got me to the church building every time the doors were open to have them assist her in what was being taught to me. But she got in on the teaching of God's Word to her children 
in the home. She read the Bible stories to us. She talked about God as she was in the house, as she sat there in the house, as she walked by the way, as she lied down, and as she got up, which Deuteronomy 6-7 says. We need some moms who will be doing that for their children. Hear me say this. This responsibility of teaching your children the Word of God, that is a higher priority for you than your career. That is a higher priority for you than making money. Teaching the Word of God to your children is a higher priority for you than the accumulation of stuff. This is a higher priority for you than teaching them to play ball and teaching them math and English. You have the opportunity to teach your kids, especially while they are young, the Word of God accurately. Moms, don't miss that opportunity. I was listening to Mark Christian preach a a sermon just this last week over the web. It's a sermon that he preached at his church there in the Christ Church of Orinogo, actually, where my uh, son-in-law, Logan, who's here this morning, and Abby, uh, that's where they go, just outside of Joplin. And, and uh, Mark said in his sermon that he remembered as a young kid growing up, hearing his preacher say, that the highest calling in the world was to be a preacher. And Mark said this in his sermon, that's not true. Well, boy, that got my attention. Because I I remember hearing that as a child growing up too, that the the highest calling of God is to call someone into ministry. And for that person to be a preacher. And so for Mark Christian to say, that's not true, he got my attention immediately. I was wondering where he was going to go with this. And this is what he said. He said, the highest calling in the world is to be a Christian parent who will teach your kids to be Christians too. I'm thinking, wow. I think he's on to something there. And moms and dads, would you please hear this message today? Your highest calling in life is to lead your kids to Jesus and to teach them the Word of God more accurately and to help them have a personal relationship with Jesus. Your highest calling is not that of running your kids here, there, and yonder to help them be a better athlete or to help them do this or to do that. But your highest calling in the world is to help your kids know Jesus personally. That's what should consume you. Each and every one of us who are parents. This should be our heart's desire. This should be our prayer. This should be what brings to us the greatest joy in our heart. As the Apostle John said in 3 John chapter 4, I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. 
Now, I realize when he wrote that passage, he was talking about his spiritual children in the Lord's church to know that they are walking in the truth. But I think that's an easy passage for us to apply to our lives today that as parents, there is nothing that brings to us more joy than to know that our kids are loving Jesus and walking in the truth. That should be number one priority for us as parents. To point our kids towards Jesus. To teach them the Word of God more accurately and to help them see Jesus in us so that that is a, a, a complementary thing that is happening. It's not a contrasting thing where I'm teaching them the Word of God and I'm living something different than the Word of God. No, I'm teaching them the Word of God and I'm showing them the Word of God in my life. And so I'm showing them that Jesus is number one priority. I'm showing them that the book in my eyes, is number one book to give attention to. I, I think you can probably tell that I'm passionate about this. <laughs> it's, it's a message that our moms and dads need to hear. And I heard a guy just this last week, Tuesday, talking about having this kind of passion for his grandchildren. He was an older fella. His, his kids have been raised, and now he had, uh, I think he said, seven grandkids to his care. And, and so he was thinking, you know, now it's my responsibility as a grandparent to help my grandkids know Jesus and love Jesus. And I dare say that would be a difference maker for our grandkids if we as grandparents had that kind of passion and commitment for them, that it's not just about what I want to do in my life. Now that I'm retired, I can just do whatever I want to No, no, not at all. It's not just about us. It's about our kids. It's about our grandkids. It's about helping them know Jesus so that we can all be together in heaven. I don't want anyone from my family missing heaven. And so to hear this fellow Tuesday talk about this, it, it reminded me that one of my great responsibilities now as a grandparent is to help impart Jesus to my grandkids. I'll give to you one more woman from the book of Acts that I think would be good for our moms to emulate. Chapter 9, verses 36 to 42. And her name is Dorcas. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated in Greek is called Dorcas. This woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, which she continually did. And it happened at that time that she fell sick and died. And when they had washed their body, her, when they had washed her body, they laid it in an upper room. 
Since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples, having heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him, Do not delay in coming to us. So Peter arose and went with them. When he arrived, they brought him into the upper room, and all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing all the tunics and garments that Dorcas used to make while she was with them. But Peter sent them all out and knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when he saw, she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her up, and calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. It became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. What a story. Giving evidence of God's power even over death. Now, it doesn't say that Dorcas was a mom, but I think we see in Dorcas a quality that every mom would do well to emulate. Dorcas had a heart for people. And so think about this. We've seen Lydia this morning who had a heart for God. We've seen Priscilla who had a heart for the Word of God to teach it more accurately. And now Dorcas... She had a heart for people. Everybody loved Dorcas. You know why? Because she loved them. She was good to them. She was kind and generous to them. She invested in people's lives. And there were so many evidences to that. Namely, in the form of things that she had made for them. She had left her mark on people. And when she died, people's hearts were torn. Because they loved Dorcas. And so moms, let me encourage you today as you're raising up your kids. Keep in mind those two great commandments. First is what? Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And secondly, to love your neighbor as yourself. And Dorcas, Dorcas was, she had that second one down good. Because she was loving people with deeds of kindness. We're going to close this morning simply by this way. I'm going to put these three ladies on the screen. And what we've talked about. And moms particularly. Would you pray that you could have a heart for God like Lydia? That you could teach the word of God to your children? accurately like priscilla and that you could teach your children to have a heart for people to love them like dorcas let's pray together